Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. We are inspired by Mother Teresa who said, do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. Hey friends, welcome back to another Do Something Beautiful episode. So happy to have you here with me again as we are just relaunching a new phase and and a new beginning to the podcast again. There's been so many changes over the past year or so, probably in all of our lives. And so we're doing the same here with the podcast and making sure that we are bringing you just the very best all the time and working our hardest to do that. I'm really excited as we begin this new this new jump into this new year and and a new start with everything to be speaking with Lisa Canning. Lisa is has become a dear and sweet friend. Um, we met through the beautiful venture of social media and through Instagram. I can't even remember how I was introduced to Lisa now when I think back on it, but it was probably somebody sharing something. And I noticed this woman who seemed to be really positive and upbeat, which is is like one of those, like it's almost like one of those things where like you have to be in the right mood to handle somebody else who's always in a good mood. You know what I mean? But Lisa has a way about her that her positivity is so grounded in reality that you want that then. You know what I mean? You know what I mean when you meet these people? Well, this is what you're going to find out when you when you listen to Lisa Canning because she is somebody who's super positive, but it's not it's not fluffy. You know what I mean? Like those people who are just like, you're like, I think you're faking it. <laughs> I think you're doing a really good job faking it, but I think that you're just not that happy. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being too cynical and God, you know, it, it, it just might be. But Lisa is very down to earth and genuine. Um, Ricky and I have been able to hang out and meet and hang out with her and her husband, Josh, in beautiful Florida. And it, these are just real people. What I love about Lisa and what you should know about her, she's kind of known as, well, definitely known as the possibility mom. That's from her just best-selling book. It is fabulous. Um, any mom out there, you should definitely read it. If you're engaged to be married or married without kids and uh, kids are in your future, you should read this before kids come along. Man, that might be the ticket right there, actually, is to read it before, before the kids. But I didn't. I read it much, much later, having five kids and still trying to balance and trying to figure a way how to do all that God was asking me to in my vocation and as, as a mom. And our vocations are so beautiful and they're so sacred. Uh, and Lisa has a beautiful way to to share this calling on moms to be the best they can in their vocation. And sometimes for some of us, it does require doing things, um, uh, just doing other things, doing extra things, I guess you could say. Lisa Canning is our guest today. I'm so happy to have her. Welcome, Lisa, to the podcast. Leah Darrow, that was quite the intro. <laughs> and I, I received <laughs> it all graciously. And I, I just, I thank you. It's so such a pleasure to be here. Mm, I'm so happy to have you here. So let's just get to it. You are you are the author of the book, The Possibility Mom, fabulous book. Well, and all of these things we'll talk about, I'll definitely link them in the show notes. So don't worry. But um, 
one of the things that united us, at least together on social, so profoundly was really this hashtag that came out of something quite unplanned, which was babies and dreams. And you've been living this out. You've been writing about it. You have an entire, you know, business and entrepreneurial life centered really around it. Um, and then how the kind of hashtag came to be, at least for me and, and me sharing it um, in social media was, I guess, a year ago, one year ago this month, um, we're recording this podcast today, January 22nd, just so you know, quite interesting because as, as it is the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Um but a year ago, January 7th, I put out a video that ended up going viral on Instagram. And it was me talking about babies and dreams. And I happened, I, why it went viral is that I happened to be in labor with my fifth kid, giving birth, getting ready to give birth just a few hours after that. It took much longer than I thought, as they always do. But I was in a place where I could still speak in fluent sentences. So I decided to take the chance because what happened a few hours prior to me going into labor was the Golden Globes. And that is when Michelle Williams infamously um, in her in her acceptance speech attributed one of the things that she attributed to her success and ability to do the work that she does is abortion. And I just had it on my heart at that moment, giving, getting, you know, being in labor with my uh, my son, Valor Joseph, that I have an acceptance speech too. And my acceptance speech is life. And it's the fact that having these babies and having my fifth baby is not going to keep me from my dreams, but will perfect it, will prioritize it, and will help me be the woman that God has made me to be, that the answer to our future is not less of us. Um, and so that is, that is what, that, that's one of the actions I took about a year ago, that hashtag of, and then including the hashtag babies and dreams. Um, from there, everything seemed to kind of, it, it just sped up very quickly in terms of how this message resonated really with the world and with so many women. Lisa, you work with women, in particular mothers, who are trying to find a way to answer God's call in their life in all the different ways without sacrificing their vocation without and without sacrificing God and prayer. It's not just, I'll be a mother on the side and then I'll be an entrepreneur on this side, but this beautiful integration. So can you just just kind of give us a quick explanation of like, what is that like, what does that overall picture look like of really how, how you are helping women all around the world achieve this possibility of being fully mother, but fully, fully themselves as God's made them to be? Well, let me just begin by saying that I never, I didn't always have this. When I was, I was raised Catholic, amazing parents who raised us in the faith and my faith came more personally when I was in college and, and in my you know early adulthood. But I definitely lived in two worlds in that period. I had a lot of friends. Uh, I had a lot of mentors who were deeply Catholic, were choosing to homeschool their kids. And they were all telling me, oh my gosh, like the best thing is to stay home. Like the best thing is just to stay home and to invest all of your time and energy in your children. It is your primary vocation. Like that's it. But I had been given these incredible, really fun opportunities. And I was working in television. I had just started my television career when uh, we were getting ready to get married. I had the exciting opportunity to host an HGTV show. 
back in 2007, which launched an interior design business as well as a lifestyle television uh, brand and, and opportunity. And I just remember being like, well, how does that fit? <laughs> how does that fit? Everybody in that world was telling me like, oh, like you have so much time to have babies, like, you know, just like, you know, and like, Put it off. And they were actually sometimes also saying like babies would actually probably harm your career right now. So you should actually probably kind of just like hold on a minute. So I then became almost desperate to prove to both of these camps that you could have it all. So I Mm. would be in my TV career. I would have a baby on my hip. I'd be nursing in between takes and I would be trying to make it look effortless and simple. And like you could literally get through life with a baby with coffee and lipstick and you'd be completely fine. And then for all of my Catholic friends, I I was like, look, you can have a baby on your hip. You can still be pursuing your dreams. You can be going to church. You could be doing all these things. And as a result of trying, what what happens, Leodera, when we try to live our lives proving ourselves to other people? What, what, <laughs> what happens there? Crash and burn. There's like it's a dumpster fire. It's a true. It's it's a definition of dumpster fire. It's, it's the worst. <laughs> so my version of this dumpster fire happened in my minivan. I, I it was I had just had my fourth baby in five years. I had I had very small children, like you know five and under. And I was just dazed. I still had the Band-Aid from my epidural. Like literally it was that like fresh out of hospital. And I was bringing her to a construction site. And I remember looking like just at my life and at the chaos of my minivan and realizing how messy my priorities were, that they were as messy as the minivan I was sitting in and that there had to be another way And for me, that's what started everything. This dumpster fire of a minivan meltdown, as I affectionately call it, led me on this journey of what does it look like to hashtag babies and dreams? Because it's one thing, Leah, to obviously state that. But as we both know, as moms of many, and this is the work I do with moms now every single day, this is what I do all day, every day, is the how. What does it look like to pursue your dreams but still be able to get dinner on the table at 5 p.m. What does it look like to contribute to your community, contribute to the world, but show up for your relationship with your spouse, show up for your relationship with Jesus? Like how, how? (laughs) And what it really boils down to, honestly, is two things, mindset and skill set. I think Mm -hmm. everything boils down to what, what attitude, you know, you talk about my positive attitude. I, you know, I appreciate that, but, but truly like what attitude are we approaching life with? Are we walking into a room, you know, when it is messy, are we walking into a situation when kids have, you know, taken every single wipe out of your last thing of wipes? Are we walking into a situation where, you know, the, the hard work you've been working on for hours is deleted by one single tiny finger on your keyboard? Like, how do we show up in those moments in our mind? And then, of course, skill set. Then what does that look like in everyday life? What does it look like? What, what do you do in that moment right after that mind pivot? You know, what do you say? What comes out of your mouth? That is a skill. And so really what it boils down to in the coaching I do with women is how are we showing up in both our mindset and our skill set? Amen. Because you can't just be inspired. Inspiration will only take you so far that inspiring talk, that inspiring podcast, that inspiring whatever it is for you, 
that is good. And that, that that's great. Like that's, that, that's a part of the process, but that will only take you so far. And it's kind of like inspiration reminds me a little bit of mindset. N- not, not quite. It's like the beginning part of mindset. Mindset is more, you know, you really have to talk yourself through things and like, and figure out like what negative self-talk is in there, replace it with positive self-talk. Like I know, like we have all those steps, but a lot of us, before we even, before I think a lot of women even get to this, the the mindset, they're just relying on the motivation, the inspiration, right? So they're trying to get like these quick fireworks. And that's what motivation and inspiration is. It's like a firework. It's there. It's huge. It's big. You see it. You're inspired. Oh my God. You can almost feel the boom. And then it's like, and what next? And then you just wait for like the next firework and the next boom to hit. And then you might have like a little sprint and then you're done again. But you have to take it into these next few steps of mindset. And then from there, you can't stop there, right? Because that 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 will be only as effective as the firework. Because you're like, okay, great. I can tell myself this all day long, but I'm not doing anything, putting it into practice. And we have, we need those little wins of the skill set of those small things that we end up doing in our life that showcase that this is possible, whatever that is. Let's, before we go into like, I'd love to bring in maybe a few things, like one thing of mindset, one thing of skill set to like actually practically give to give people today. But let me go back. Let me go back and talk about babies and dreams really quick in the process of like what this looks like. Because I think what ends up happening in these types of conversations, at least I know that we've had you know, with people on social and we've had in in small group discussions ourselves is that there seems to be still a struggle with the idea that, and let's just talk about, let's just talk about Christians, for example, who believe that motherhood is a vocation and a calling and that we as women have this beautiful role to play in our lives, which that's what you and I both agree with. And that's the that's how we live our life and our motherhood as well in this vocation. A vocation is the path that um, we are on with the Lord that will help us and it will be a part of this of the tools of, of, of us reaching reaching the Lord one day when we all meet him. So this is that path. What's what I think ends up being unfortunately divisive though, are those that fall into these two extreme camps. One's like, okay, well, if it's your vocation, then there's nothing else. Like, do, do you, no, you can't do anything else. And I know these are extreme and I, maybe some of you are thinking that I don't even think that happens. I know these people, they have sent me messages. This is, this is a true, this is a truly something that some people hold on to. It is a little bit more there are, there are more pieces to it than what I'm saying in this short time frame, but that's basically the gist. And then there's the other side where it's like, no, I mean, like I, I can do, like you said, like you were kind of in the minivan, like, I know I, I, it's fine. I, I can do it all. I can do everything I did before motherhood and motherhood. I can, I can just do that. And so, and then <laughs> I think, I think, I don't know. Um, for me, it's, it's almost easier to kind of like laugh at that last one being like, Good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Let, let me know how that works out for you. Let me good, know. <laughs> good luck. Like that's obviously like that's that. You're, I mean, you're 
you're just driving down the highway in a dumpster and it's on fire. You're just driving faster than everybody. I don't know what else to say about that one. The other side of the coin that I mentioned first is just more of like, okay, well, I guess we all could do that. We all could just neglect other callings on our life that God himself has placed on us and only do one. But I think that also feels like we're we're not living in this into integrated full life that Christ is calling us to at times. And this all, this all, so I think that there's something in the, there's something in the middle that we need to approach with babies and dreams Mm -hmm. as we talk about this, because babies and dreams is not just mean. And I know oftentimes we do talk about this. And oftentimes this is a group that you and I both serve of women who actually have their own business, who are working maybe outside the home or, or from their home, but doing, doing, doing work. Um, but they're also a mother. So we, we oftentimes think of just that, but babies and dreams is not just isolated to women who are also working outside the home or women who have, you know, or who work from, from home as well. But it's, but it's for all of us that dreams, whatever dream has God has put on you does not necessarily mean that it's taking you away from your vocation. These dreams that we have actually, they help fulfill what we're already doing mm-hmm. in deeper ways. Make us better. Yes. And they, we are able to contribute fully to all different parts that Christ is calling us to. Here, okay. So here's the middle. Okay. So here's the middle. If you picture a line on one extreme is what you describe people who like, that's it. The kind of messages that you get that is all I'm doing is that. And then the other extreme where I'm going to try to do it all. Here's what the middle is. The middle is what I call what January Donovan of the woman's school, what just what the word is. It's a word. She didn't invent it. It's a word. <laughs> Integration. Mm-hmm. I believe that we have all been called to live a life that is integrated. And when it is integrated, and what does integration mean? If you picture a circle and there are, and you divide it like a pie, right? There are multi facets to our lives. Let me describe some of them. There's our marriage, there's our health, there's our spiritual health, our physical health, our emotional health. There's the contribution we bring to the world, whether that be outside of the home, inside of the home, for money, not for money, whatever. There's friendships. There's our family dynamic. There's our environment, how we're keeping our home, you know, and, and other things, right? The, the wealth that we're, we're building, that, which allows us to both invest in our families and invest in others and give, right? All of these things are slices of the pie. Mm-hmm. It is simply not accurate to live a life of wholeness where you get to feel fully alive if we only focus on one sliver of it. Because what happens, Leah, that I painfully see every day in the coaching I do is these women are depleted. And they're depleted because all of these pieces of the pie help us to be the people that God has called us to be. And the division is is really frustrating to me, to be honest, because to me, it's not about, are you working outside of the home or not? The word dreams for me is a life of integration that allows you to give yourself to others. I realize it is the most cliche statement to say, you can't give from an empty cup or put on your oxygen mask before you put on your child, of course. But it's accurate because... What I, my observation is when you are only giving to your kids, for example, where does that energy come from elsewhere? Like mm-hmm. where does the, the feeling of energy is the best word I can think of. Yeah. You know, for some women, 
that energy is fueled by going out and doing some of the work like you and I are doing, giving a talk, coaching a mom. For some women, that energy comes from volunteering at their kids' school or running the, you know, vacation Bible study or whatever. And for some women, that energy comes from making something they sell on Etsy or um, volunteering at the local hospital, whatever it is. Depletion is what makes us resentful. That's what makes us, you know, in agony, to be honest. That's what makes us um, unhappy and sad. And And depletion depletion is not just energy. Mm -hmm. We could be depleted in emotional well-being. We could be deplete, depleted in our in our marriage with the relationship between our spouse, and it's not it's not where it needs to be. Like there are levels of depletion in our life, so many possibilities of where we could be depleted, and until you take that time to look through, like you said, that all those little slices, we're left we're left just stammering into our life. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, and, and then we end up notoriously, I don't know about you, but this definitely is what I get from people that I, I work with where we just put the blame then on us. I'm just, I'm not good at that. I'm lazy. Um, I need to get up earlier. I just need to get up earlier. If I, if I get up earlier, it, it'll, it'll all be solved. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be fine. I just need the extra hour. If I have the time, then I can do it. But there, but we're more than just this physical body that could be fueled technically by some water and caffeine. I mean, we're more than that. And I, you know, the, the word you said integration, I love that Dr. Greg Vitero with the Catholic Psych Institute uses that all the time. Integration, which is a I think a much more active word to use um, that has helped us understand what being whole means, right? Because that is really where it comes from when you're, when we are integrated and when, and we know that we need integration because we are not just a body and we're not just a soul, right? So bringing like some basic philosophy and theology into it because we're both, there needs to be this integration. And then you look at the life of Christ, you look at the life of Mary, and you see this beautiful, perfect integration of both of these people and these examples that help us kind of create that in our own life in different aspects of it. So anyways, I love all of this. I love the fact that we can find this beautiful, you know, balanced, integrated ground of what babies and dreams means and how that looks into our lives. Let's go back. Let's just say like, what is something, if you could tell with all the different women that you coach, when we go back to mindset, what is like a basic mindset that we could give people, um, especially our lady listeners here? But I know I have, I know I have a good, I have a strong group of like men who follow and listen. I just want to tell you that, like, I love your emails that you send me. I love the messages. Thank you, my Patreon members too, priests and young men and older dads who are like, I love this. I listen to this. It helps them understand. I guess us ladies better also the world because, you know, we're in it with them and, and helps hopefully them in their own life. But like, what is something, I guess, regardless if you're a man or a woman in terms of mindset, we'll do mindset first that we could like take, give us something that we could take on. So we approach our life today, maybe a little bit different. To believe that change is possible. Mm. When I was sitting in that minivan in my dumpster fire, minivan meltdown, asking the Lord, like truly I was calling out to the Lord, literally just like bawling my eyes out. My fists were in balls, like so much tension, literally just saying, Lord, is this it? This cannot be it. Like figure this out because there's no way 
this level of unhappiness is what you want for my life. And I had a, I had to make a choice in that moment. And I do believe that this is a bit of a linchpin for everything. You know, you can hear it described as growth mindset or whatever you want to call it. But for me, it's to believe that change is possible. And I think sometimes we also have to ask the question like, Lord, do I trust you or do I not? And what's the answer to that question? <laughs> Always 100% yes. But if we stay stuck, if we just say, this is just how you've made me. There's no way I can grow. It's always just going to be like this. What neuroscience tells us about the brain from a purely scientific neuroscience point of view is that you will not look for any opportunities to change. That's just how the brain works. You will simply just continue to look for more evidence of how you're a failure and how you'll always be stuck. But as soon as we start to ask the questions of like, huh, I think change might be possible. And you know what? I'm going to start to look for the smallest, tiniest, incremental ways that I can change my situation. So for example, the very first thing I did post my minivan meltdown was I created some boundaries in my schedule. That was a very simple thing. I said, I don't take any work appointments after 3 p.m. on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like it was just a very simple action. And it came from its root. It was rooted in a place of belief that change is possible. So I truly think that's where you need to begin to believe that change is possible. Amen. I mean, and I, I love that basically, you know, from the Christian theological perspective, we just start with hope. <laughs> that, that's it's a theological virtue. It's one of the main ones that we have here, faith, hope, and charity. And so hope is it's so interesting that you can change your life first with your mindset through this virtue of hope. And I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking of also the other end of the spectrum, because when people are at their wits end, and I'm thinking like way at the end of this spectrum, and I'm thinking of, of people who are at the point of losing hope and even becoming suicidal or having suicidal ideation, it's because they're on that verge of, of despair, which is right, the opposite. And they believe there is no hope. So I pray that anybody listening is not in that stage. If you are, please know that we love you and we care for you. And there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. Regardless if you can see it or feel it, hope exists. Hope has a face. Hope has a name. And that is Jesus Christ. So we have that there. And then to begin with changing our mindset into a place of like, okay, so there are some things in my life. There's like slices of that pie that are like, okay, what can I do? And changing the mindset, like there, okay, change is possible. Uh, we can change this, Lord. Me and you can change this. Let's work on this. Where do we go from here? I think that's enough for each person to take it individually with that particular piece of their pie of what needs to change. And at least focusing on the hope, focusing on the possibility of change versus I constantly have this problem and I have this problem all the time because of this problem and this problem and see how it makes me feel. And like, you just go down the negative train and it's going to take you into a dumpster fire again. And that little sliver of your life will be up in flames. And then you'll try to probably extinguish it by either ignoring it or moving on to the next thing you have to do that day. But we have to look into those places and see that there's hope in those changes. That's beautiful. Okay, so if we have a mindset of hope, what would be a skill set to activate that? Hmm. Well, it's to move. You know, I, I know that sounds very broad, and I'll let me let me distill that or break that down a little bit. You know, we talk about this in the coaching world 
in closing the gap between thinking and doing. And that is just my best piece of advice. Close that gap. And how do you close it? You close it by moving. And it could be the most, like I said, incremental thing. Like, okay, I'm overwhelmed because my house is always unorganized. One very simple thing you could do is to buy a laundry hamper and like focus on one area where laundry piles up, just as a very simple example. If you're overwhelmed because um, you can't figure out how to pray like every day, okay, well, let's, let's like look at a life of a saint maybe and look at how they prayed. They prayed in the morning. Maybe you could figure out a way that you can pray in the morning too. You know, like, and, and they just literally like that, but then do it. So you yeah. think it, you're like, okay, I have the hope to pray every morning. So then we need to turn that into some kind of action. Okay, so what kind of a resource can I access to give me an idea for how to do it? Okay, well, you know what? A lot of people talk about how they get up an hour before their kids. So I'm going to try that. Declare what time that is. Okay, that's going to be 6 a.m. What do you have to do working backwards? To mm-hmm. do that? Does that mean you have to go to bed by 10? Well, if you have to go to bed by 10, then you have to do some other things. X, Y, Z. And just come up with that plan. I know it sounds... Maybe it sounds complicated. engineer that. Yes, I love it. This is one of my favorite things to do with people. It's, it's what you know. It's it's what it is. If if I may just go on a brief small tangent, but very related to this conversation. Yeah. So my you know I I my minivan meltdown. I got into so much personal development. I was every resource you could think of, every course I could buy. I bought on time management, on all the things. And, you know, more recently, I'm a, I'm a strategist in the woman's school. I lead people in these small group or one-on-one coaching experiences. And I would ask my spiritual director all the time, like all the time, like the, this entire, you know, I, my, my oldest child now is 11. The child who I had when I was going into that construction site is now seven. So this, this last couple of years of my life, I've asked the same question. Is it wrong for me to pursue personal development so much? Am I somehow shutting out God on some parts of my life because I'm so invested in learning skills and improving my mind? Even that mindset piece, I'm like, I would ask him over and over again, over and over again, like, is there something wrong with me focusing so much on my personal development? And every single time, like a, like a small child, like <laughs> every single time, he says the same thing. And he says, show me a saint that did not have a life of discipline and virtue. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) But that's it. It's like, if, when we look at the lives of the saints, of which I've just recently started to get, your husband actually really influenced me um, on that, um, Mm -hmm. looking at martyrs of our church. and and, uh, He's really big into that. (laughs) Ricky is, yeah. It's very wise. It's very wise because these people, these saints are saints for a reason. And when you look at their lives, there's so much commonality, like lives of devout prayer, lives of discipline. And can I also say lives of great impact? Some of these saints started hospitals, started schools, like fed the hungry, clothed the naked, like, like, but like on grand scale, some of them, of course, there are some that, you know, live very quiet, contemplative, um, monastic lives, but there are a lot of saints who did a lot of things in the world that made significant impact. And so I come back to that often, like show me a saint that didn't live a life with discipline and a life full of virtue. And I'm like, all right, if it challenges you, like just for anyone listening who might be like, Oh, mindset stuff is weird and woo woo. And like, you know, get, get away. 
if you can think of it as the development of virtue, which is what we need every single day. Right. And, 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 and that's not to say that there are uh, groups and movements out in the world that talk about mindset that it's not based on Jesus Christ. And that is obviously not what we're talking about. Okay. So mindset, integration, wholeness, skill set. This is all, like you said, based on, on working on virtue in our life so that we can become more Christ-like and be the light that he has called us to be um, and to embrace it for particular for us as moms, our vocation of motherhood, of babies and dreams and allowing God to work through all of that in every piece of our life. God is not going to use you as a woman and as a mother or potential mother just to have babies. He's not going to use your body. He did not make a woman just so that you could throw out the baby and he would not care about you. Now, the fact that we are life bearers and life givers is huge to our identity. And for some of us, our vocation, but that does not mean that he does not want us to be integrated, to be whole, to be working on the discipline and the virtue, to be the woman we're called to be. I love, I love the fact that I, you, when you read about these saints, like I think about um, St. Therese's mother um, and how she worked as well. She made lace. She was a lace maker and she had this like little business and she was doing things going on and on. And at one point she stopped and then she got sick. She had breast cancer, all these. And I'm just like thinking like, nobody wants to talk about that. You know, I'm like, Hey, by the way, because we all sometimes think that like, if, if you do any work outside of just having the babies, then you clearly put that work above something else. That kind of goes back to our, our, one of our original conversations, but I love what you talked about, about with the skill set of just doing, going back to that, with the mindset of hope and the skill set of actually doing something. If I can add something to that skill set, a little, a little tidbit that goes along, in my opinion, well with it and is helpful for me, which is that even if whatever you're doing is not, it, it, it doesn't hit the mark, you've still done something. Yeah. Like it's okay if you're like, okay, I, so taking the example of like my, my, my prayer life is my dumpster fire. And I like, I don't want it to be a dumpster fire, but my prayer life is a dumpster fire. It's it just, it just is. I mean, for whatever reason, there could be a million ones for, for you. But if one of your actions is, okay, I'm going to get up early. I'm going to try to pray. And and you're not even sure what you're going to pray. So you get up early and maybe you don't really say the rosary that often or, or you got out of the habit of it. And so you get up early and you say the rosary and it becomes another dumpster fire. And you're like, well, that did not work out. Like I was massively distracted and I, I was flooded with all these problems in my head and I couldn't get, you know, I, I couldn't even finish it because somebody woke up early and they weren't supposed to wake up early. You know, those kids are not supposed to wake up at that certain time. Okay, the fact is that you did something though, but you tried, you got up early and you, it, it, may, it may not have hit the mark. You may not have hit the bullseye, but the fact is you did do something. And that's the bullseye we're talking about, right? That's that's what we need to do is to do it. So then you wake up the next day and you're like, okay, so you know what? Um, let me Let me scale back. Maybe I was trying to run a marathon when I just need to do the 100 meter sprint here. So then you get up early the next morning and you just get into the fact of holding your rosary and saying a few Hail Marys and, and talking to the Lord. I mean, like, these are the things that we we work on, you know, with people as they attempt to change mindset, use the skill set to, to, to move the needle in their life in that particular area. And, you know, the real secret, 
you know, the, 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 probably the most commonly asked question I get is like, you know, how do you do it? Like eight kids and you write and you produce things, etc. Like, how do you do it? And honestly, the real secret is my calendar. And I think that is honestly a great place to sort of tie this all up with a pretty bow because it, when you're trying to pursue anything, so again, take a look at the, the, the wholeness wheel, the pie, however you want to call it, but you know, health, marriage, kids, if you can imagine those as all appointments in your calendar, you know, when we were in school, how you would, you know, period one, you went to English, period two, you went to science, period three. And then there was time in there for breaks. There was time in there to eat. There was time in there for physical activity. If we can approach life kind of like middle school <laughs> where you have a time block in the morning without the bullies, without the bullies, <laughs> which oftentimes live in our own head, by the yeah. way, but keep going. <laughs> and then the thing that I teach in my signature time management program, conquer your calendar is the thing that I think is the most important part here. Cause truthfully, anybody can build a schedule. You can buy a beautiful planner, you know, anywhere. And you can do all these time blocks. But if you're not putting the right things in the time blocks, then we have a problem. And this was the challenge I was having in that time of my minivan meltdown. I, I was learning all these like time management skills, how you could do laundry faster, how you could do like meals faster, how you could cook like a beautiful meal in five minutes. Blah, blah, blah. It, it's not about like, it's great if you can do something faster, but what are you then replacing with, you know, like the time? You know, Catholics will love this thing I'm about to say, you know, like when you're a kid and you're giving up something at Lent for Lent, um, like money. So let's say you're like, oh, I'm not going to buy like treats all Lent, but then you take that money and you just like buy other bad things. You know what I mean? Like right. that's how I thought, at least when I was a kid, it's kind of like that. It's like, if I just save all this time, like with laundry and like cooking and whatever, but I'm filling up all that time that I saved with like other things that are not really good for me, then we have a problem. And so what I'm really passionate about is identifying the priorities. You know, I don't use this language all the time, but it's the, the, the language I'm going to use here. Identify the priorities that are going to make you a saint, like make you become a saint. And that's things like, investing in your marriage. That's things like investing in your prayer time. That's things like investing in your physical health and 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 taking care of your home. Like the, all of the calls that we're called to in our vocations as moms include things like taking care of our bodies, taking care of our homes and all those kinds of things. And so what does your schedule look like? And have you allocated time blocks for the things that are important to you? That really is the heart of it. You know, um, plan of life is another way it's described. I would say in many, um, mm -hmm. many people in your audience, I think will resonate with you. Like what is your plan of life? And I used to view that as rigid and boring and like no spontaneity. But what I have come to understand is there can be spontaneity in a schedule, but this schedule gives you freedom, like ultimate freedom because the stress is re removed from feeling like, well, what am I supposed to be doing? You know, am I really going to be able to do it all? And when you can learn different strategies to help you pursue the right things, like saying no to certain opportunities, like delegating certain things, um, it becomes a life of freedom, which I believe is what God wants for all of us. Absolutely. Right. I mean, that's, he, he is the, the way, the truth and the life, which is true freedom in Christ. And it keeps you from being detached to the things that keep us not living 
a full integrated Christian life that we're called to. And, and so that, yeah, Christ is total, complete freedom. And we need to spend a little bit more time, like you said, creating, really taking control and creating a life plan for each one of us as God has called us with our individual talents and gifts and charisms that, that truly help ourselves, our little domestic church at home and the world. Because we are all called to contribute something. All of us are called to contribute something. May I share something that kind of happened personally between you and I, and, and you can stop me if it's too much. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll share it here. So you recently spent some time with me in my home in Florida. Uh-huh. It was wonderful. But we were having like an aside conversation about interior quietness. Mm-hmm. It really challenged me. And I you know, we don't need to get into conversations of the Latin mass, but it really challenged me as to why every time I would sit in a Latin mass, I was almost angry if I'm just being really vulnerable. Yeah. 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 Angry. Like I'd be like, what is the point of this? I don't understand anything. I don't understand the up, down, like, and I just, just, I'm just being vulnerable. And you said something that challenged me so much. And it was just this notion of an emptiness that allows us to be filled Mm. I'm getting emotional just talking about it because I realize, like, and I think I'm a pretty evolved person if I'm being honest. Like, you know, I spent a lot of time reflecting and all these things, but that was an area that I needed to grow in. And that's what I think this interior piece, like, of your schedule brings you. When you don't have all these things rattling around in your brain, mm. like every second of the day, when am I going to do the laundry? When am I going to do this? I can't get this blog post in finished. Oh my gosh, I forgot to call back the doctor's office. Blah, blah, blah. When all of these things are in a schedule, in a plan of life, like collected, and it doesn't mean that you nail it every day. Like I'm not trying to say, you know, we become these robotic people, but you, you have a life of intention where at least you have a sense of if I live even like 50% of this, I'm going to be moving towards this life that I desire, that I feel that God has called me into. I just really believe it reduces that noise in our head, which then, as you really challenged me um, to consider and to be really challenged in, to this interior peace, which brings us freedom and brings us intimacy. We cannot hear the voice of God if literally all day long, we're worried about, oh my gosh, I forgot diapers. And oh my gosh, I did this. And oh, wait, when am I going to do this? And oh, like, we just can't. Like, he does he show up? Yeah, of course. I'm not saying, you know, of course he shows up in all of that. But if we can quiet our minds via these things that we've been talking about in this wonderful conversation, like we can meet him in just a different way in a way that I think he wants us to be in. And I just, it really, I have not stopped thinking about that conversation since you left my house. And it has really challenged me to seek this intimacy and, um, and freedom and interior in an interior freedom that um, I just really feel like I'm on a journey towards. So thank you. Mm, Amen. (laughs) Amen. It's, it is something that emptiness that that we that we we spoke of that it's a it's one of those really it's a beginning stage in the spiritual life 
And when I say that, it doesn't mean that somebody's never been spiritual before because we always, we, we, we are cyclical. So we're constantly starting over again in the spiritual life in new elements and stages and levels. So as we start again, as we climb the mountain, right, of the spiritual life, each new step is a new beginning. Okay. So again, this, this should not affect our, our ego when we say we start again spiritually or we start again wherever we're at. doesn't matter if you're listening to this podcast and you're somebody who's like, I need mindset and skill set. I need some of these tools, but I already have a business and I have all these kids. I should know it by now. Like, nope, sorry. We all are climbing. We're all there with you. We start at different spots. Um, we get Sometimes we get knocked down because of things that are out of our control that we need to work on. But when it comes to that spiritual life, those beginning stages of that emptiness is really where it is really where we have to begin. And that before that becomes like a deep self-awareness of, of really even the emptiness um, that we might not have in our life. And sometimes we think of emptiness as a bad thing, but in the spiritual life, a spiritual emptiness and Mary, our lady who has this virginal em emptiness, is beautiful, right? I mean, she's so pure, so open, in a sense, so empty. That's why she is full of grace, right? That's why the angel tells her, like, she's not half full of grace. <laughs> you know, she's full. She could only have been full of grace if she was completely empty for the Lord. Um and being completely open to listening, like you said, to the voice of God, who's always there and always speaking to us. But can we hear him? Have we filled our lives with so much noise or busyness or appointments or schedules or things or people that we actually aren't as empty as we need to be spiritually to receive to receive the bounty that God, you know, that God wants to give us. And like you said, it, it is what God wants us. God wants integration for us. He wants wholeness for us. And he wants that deeper interior freedom and peace. And that comes with union, you know, which is so, th these are concepts that I, we don't have time to go into, but, but union is like where it's like some of the saints got, not even all of the saints, like, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're there now in union with God, like, but this is the goal right? Well, you always have to have a goal. And so, but that, but the, these moments of like deep union with the Lord requires such a deep, vulnerable emptiness. And so, yes, you're a thousand percent right. That's exactly where Christ is calling each one of us. And man, the work, the work that there is to do that the Lord wants to do in us, like we have work that we need to do on ourselves with the Lord. And then there is work that the Lord is doing in us. You know what I mean? It is his work. He is doing it. And then there's, there's parts of it where it's shared work. So I always like to say to people, like, you know, if they, if they don't like a, like a, you know, a complete, you know, tr theological truth or they, they feel offended by it. And I'm like, look, you need to take that up with management. I'm just in sales and that's not, my, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not for me to tell you <laughs> and just, you take it up with the Lord. The Lord can do that work with you and you. I'm just telling you the truth. Anyway, talking about the truth, you have laid down so many beautiful truths for us, Lisa. I am I, I'm so excited because there is so much more that you have to offer us. And you you are. You you put together an amazing thing that's going on. If 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 what Lisa's been talking about 
has been like, yeah, I'd like to hear more. She has created an entire conference <laughs> based on all of these little things and, and they go so much deeper. So Lisa, let's, let's talk about that because that is coming up very soon and people can still be a part of this. Tell us what's going on in just a week's time. The Possibility Mom Conference, Be a Great Mom and Pursue Your Dreams at the same time is my free online conference and it is live. Like I love it live. Like, and, and truly the, the, the heart of this all was a couple of things. Like I had intended on having a conference live, like an actual in-person conference. And then of course we know what has happened in the last, you know, 12 months of this very interesting season. And so I pivoted and decided to host a, a virtual one, but I wanted it to feel as, as if you were with me as possible. So it was really important to me that it would be a live experience, but you also get access to all of these recorded talks. There's over 50 recorded talks from Catholics that you would know and love, as well as other worldviews, um, because I love learning from all, all in the topics of parenting, home, family, um, design, entrepreneurship, marriage. Like uh, we've got some great like marriage counselors and therapists and Dr. Greg Bataro, and um, you are going to be making an appearance. And mm-hmm. it just, it's just, it's going to be so much fun. And really my hope, my, my desire for this conference is that in a very short amount of time, you get that hope, you get that joy, you get that skill set uh, that I want you to be able to implement something from the conference immediately to improve your life. Yeah. Move the needle, you know, move the needle in your life. That's what we all want. It takes, it does take, you know, you're going to have all of the beautiful pieces in this conference of your motivation. You're going to have your fireworks. You're going to have your inspiration. And then you're going to get down to the nitty gritty and be like, okay, now how do I do that? And then Lisa and all these speakers are going to help you get there through all the different talks. I'm so, I'm so excited that I was asked to speak at this. Um, So that's fun, but there's so the speakers, this is, I mean, this is, what I love. I love being able to be productive and to do things and to be inspired, but then act on all of that and kind of create the life, you know, that live the life that God is calling you is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So this is beautiful. I am so excited. We'll make sure that we leave the link for you to get your your free ticket. It's free. Your free ticket. I know. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, that is free. Your conference is free. 100% free. You get your free ticket. So sign up. I'll leave a link down, down below in the show notes. You can grab that to grab your ticket into it. You really don't want to miss it. And listen, if there's somebody in your life, you're like, they just need this. Just sign their butts up with their email. Okay. Just just be like, um, here you go. <laughs> it's free anyway. So it's not like you did anything too bad, but sign, sign up someone that you know, that really needs this. And then maybe send them a note and be like, look, I love you. You're working so hard to get all these things done. Give yourself this afternoon on this one day to get some support and help. And maybe look at a different way to approach your life, your work, your babies, and your dreams. So I am so excited about the Possibility Mom Conference. That is going to be amazing. Lisa, you are a gem, a gem, gem, gem. I love you to death. You are so good. You have so much to offer this world. I'm so thankful that you are answering your call with your babies, with your dreams, and doing everything that the Lord is calling you to do. I'm grateful for you. Thanks, Leah. You are so welcome. And thank you to my fantastic do something beautiful listeners thank you also if you're a patreon member and truly seriously it's it goes beyond 
my gratefulness that I could express verbally to you of how much you support this work and bringing in great people so that so many people can be impacted. It is because of you that this podcast is still up and going. Thank you so much, Patreon members. I truly love and I pray for you every single day. And remember, whatever you do today, whatever it is, do something beautiful for God. God love you. God bless. And I'll talk to you later.